When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 313 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Angela Peterson. Thanks, Angela. Thank you, Angela. Thanks, Angela. Today, we will be discussing part three Bing. of chapter five of Harry <laughs> Potter and the Deathly Hallows, <laughs> Fallen Warrior, to make sure that you've read the chapter and you're ready to keep constant vigilance Aww. through the details. Aww. It's a sad tweet. Uh, but before we begin, let's go to Meg's Mouse Tales for some weekly profit news. So the Wizarding World of Harry Potter every year does a special collector's edition wand. And oh, they just God. dropped the new one. Um, I'm actually not really that impressed. Oh, really? It's so pretty. It it's very think? dark arts. Yeah, it makes me think it of is. Da- a Death Eater mask. Mm-hmm. I think I just like... I so loved that one that they did that was like the cauldron that like I don't think anything oh, yeah, can yeah. top that one mm-hmm. going forward. It's very pretty. It is pretty. I don't think I need it, though. You know, I'm shocked. We'll, we'll get down there. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll get down there. But do I need a wand? Literally, you ask us this, that every <laughs> single trip. But do, but do I need a wand? And then you're holding like three boxes in your hands. And I'm like, I don't know, Megan, do you? And then you look at me and then I say, yeah. And then we all get wands. <laughs> It's it's literally the same conversation at Ollivander's every single time. And also, I have never bought a wand anywhere besides Ollivander's. I just want to say. Tiffany knows the I don't subscribe to any other wand makers. I just need to clarify right now. (laughs) I need to clarify right now that I said that I don't need the collector's edition. Oh, okay. Well, who are we after this trip? I don't know yet. I need to. Oh, uh, okay. I need to pick, you know. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking Draco. I don't have Dracos. I don't know if I. Ha- I gotta. I don't know who I have at all. Besides I'm, Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to go through. I gotta look. I do. You should want... get Nicholas Flamel. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. I need a stand, like mm-hmm. a pretty proper, like a display. Yeah. Me too. So anyway, it's very pretty. But I think that I am going to skip the limited edition wand this time. It's not grabbing you. Yeah. Mm. Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends. Because if you like us, then they will too. 
Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our all of our exclusive extras. Thank you all so much for your support. Send Potter stories or any fun stuff, questions, or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. How does Mad Eye talk? <sighs> very, very strict and to the point. That's not like Hagrid. Yeah. I guess they're kind of similar. But Hagrid is nicer. <laughs> Catherine! <laughs> Time for the r- 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 recap! <laughs> Did you just throw it okay? No. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Hermione and Kingsley make it back to the burrow. They're alive. And don't forget, Harry's the best hope we have. Trust him. Oh, well, we're a little wheel in direction. Yeah, we're not, we're not really trusting him, are Professor we? Professor R.J. Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we find out it was Snape who cursed off George's ear. He's holy now. Uh, Mr. Weasley and Fred make it back, too. Ron and Tonks come back. And when Bill and Fleur come back, we find out some terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! What, okay. How does he start that? Jack, what does he say? How does he start? Oh, why am I blinking? Was blown to smithereens. <laughs> I can't remember how he stops. Something about it's the king the of Halloween. Or something. The king of Halloween has <laughs> died. <laughs> oh no, the skeleton Jack has died. That's what he says. Skeleton Jack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tis the season, folks. Uh, All right, on to today. We all cheers to Mad Eye. Sips for sadness. Right now? Pour one out. Our glasses are up. Katie Katie makes sure that everybody everybody cheers us. I'm OCD. Take a drink. Lupin. Moody would really despise what i'm drinking yeah he yeah absolutely would not peach wine <laughs> lupin thinks harry is a fool i tell you yeah peach wine <laughs> <laughs> and uh harry's a little bit of a seer as Ooh. i told you many moons ago she's a seer you're a seer harry all right kiddos well what's wrong what's wrong Fred asks, what is wrong to Mr. Weasley? And he confirms to him, Mad-Eye, dead. And It's, like, so sad how just, like, to the point that is. Well, like, uh, yeah, I don't know how, I I don't know what else you would do, though. I know. You know? And I think... I mean, when when telling Alana about my grandma passing, I just, just told her, just yeah. flat out. There's no getting around it. There's no sleep thing that I tried to say. Yeah. It's just not. I just went to the point, and you know, parent the way you will. But I just didn't want her to have. She can handle it, right? You know, it's about knowing what what your kid can can handle, and you know, 
I, I know I, I don't know if a lot of people know this because I didn't until I started dating an Irish man. <laughs> um, but like death is very much viewed differently now by me because of who my family is and the Irish culture and the way that death like the person is celebrated and it's just so much different than how I grew up and I feel much more comfortable now surrounding the topic which I wasn't before yeah yeah it's been it's been good because I've been to many a wake I'm telling you what happens when you have a big family same but I have a small family but it's just like grandparent after grandparent and yeah yeah great aunts and on and on Mm. I think it's because like my parents were a little older so like I just have a lot of older family yeah yeah that's understandable um so yeah like I said he's to the point and the twins' grins turn to grimaces of shock And usually the twins can kind of take a situation and spin it. Um, But there's no joking with this. Um, The moment is given its full respect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not really a way to spin the tension with the death in this moment. You know, I mean, we can talk about later on they can... more openly be like oh he was the toughest so you know Voldemort was going to go after him first I mean they said that but it was more of like this is what's going on instead of like a rehash I hope I'm making sense Um, there's no way to ease this situation and tension so Tonks is crying silently into a handkerchief and and Harry knows that she's the closest she was the closest to Mad-Eye Hagrid's also crying into a handkerchief, but this is the size of a tablecloth. <laughs> now, I know we are in a serious situation, but Bring it. Um, I need to make a confession. I did not know how handkerchief was spelled because it's just not like in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way that we say it here in the great state of Ohio in the great Midwest. I thought it was handkerchief. Mm. How are you supposed to say it's it? It's handkerchief. Do you hand-ker- literally say hand- it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to know, how did you say it? Looking can- looking at the spelling, the real spelling, and then saying it are two different things for us. It's got to be. At least it was for me. I knew how it was handkerchief. spelled, handkerchief. but I always said handkerchief. Handkerchief. Yeah, same. But actually, like, more than anything. It's more, like, hand, I'll get to it. It's crazy. More than anything, it was just called a hanky. Mm-hmm. In in my realm Maybe of that's knowing. Why I got the hanker. Yeah. Chief. I've always known it as a hanky, because my, my gram used one God, My grandpa had one. I'm like, that's disgusting, bro. And my dad used to use them. He stopped. But and I apologize if you them like them. All the time. Nah, dude. <laughs> Get a tissue. But anywho. Yeah. Um, I looked up uh, hankybook.com. <laughs> Hankerchief around the world. It's literally hanky book. Uh, are you ready? Yes. yes. Ancient times, faraway lands, 
The story of the handkerchief, or handkerchief, <laughs> if you will, originates in various places simultaneously. We're all human, so we all sweat the same. That's not true at all. <laughs> we don't all sweat the same. I tell you, I can sweat, dude, okay? <laughs> Archaeological evidence has been found in China from 1000 BC showing figurines from the, I'm going to probably not say this right, Chao, Chao dynasty holding pieces of cloth cloth this was thought to have been the practical purposes of shielding their faces from the sun or using it pretty much in the way that we use a traditional handkerchief today for blowing noses wiping a brow sweat or cleaning up a spill even from time in memoriam there is an endless utility for a personal cloth roman culture is awash with references to handkerchief it would be quite a spectacle to see hundreds of Romans waving their handkerchiefs in the air at public games. Handkerchiefs were also used as the, quote, starting gun for chariot races. I feel like everybody sees that scene in Greece where they're racing. Yes. We're racing for pinks. As a trade along the Silk Road boomed between the 14th and 15th centuries, goods as well as culture were exchanged between Europe and Asia. This included headscarves that doubled as hankies. There you go, Megan. Handkerchiefs hey. were also found in Middle Eastern culture. Mm, I don't know how to say that. Do you know how to say that? Uyghur? Uyghur communities? Mm, I don't Sorry, know I don't have that. the link open. I can check really quick. U-I-G-H-U-R. If anybody in the chat knows how mm. to say that, that'd be great. Turkish culture and among many other cultures around the world throughout history. Their purpose ranged from preserving a sacred band... Performing the sacred bandaging of wounds, signaling others, serving as a wallet for coins, or serving as a decorative and ritual purpose. So, yeah. Did you read the, <laughs> the part in that article? It says, instead of texting each other, we on for tonight with the numbers, mm -hmm. a woman could suddenly hold her handkerchief in the middle while she was had the attention of <laughs> someone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's Good old funny. hankies. Mm -hmm. And Hagrid's got a large one, and it's probably, I know it says tablecloth table size. It's probably just a tablecloth. Like, can probably, you be real? Yeah. <laughs> probably just a tablecloth. Very true. All right. Back on. Mike P says oh. pronounced Uyghurs. Still slightly mispronounced in my Midwest accent. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for your help, Mike. So Bill walks over to the cabinet and he takes out a bottle of fire whiskey and some glasses. Twelve glasses were sent floating to the people in the room. They took a toast, a sip for sadness, if you will, to Mad-Eye. And I invite everyone of you all in the chat, in my room in front of me. <laughs> um, we're ready. If you're driving, please be careful. Um, but yeah, so... Let's all take a sip for sadness to remember Alistair Mad-Eye Moody to Mad-Eye. And, and if you're drinking, please make sure that it's just coffee or water or pop. If you're an adult, 21 and over, <laughs> you may have other things. But not if you're driving. Cheers to Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Mm, peach <sighs> wine just mm. for Moody. Oktoberfest. <laughs> Down with Judy. Oh, man. It's the end of an era. Judy's been gone for a while, Katie. 
I know, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he tainted his name. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. All right. Quote, the fire whiskey seared Harry's throat. It seemed to burn feeling back into him, dispelling the numbness and sense of unreality, firing him with something that was like courage. All right. So we all know that alcohol can have various effects on people. Liquid courage is sometimes referred to like alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am wondering, since we are in a magical universe, does fire whiskey have some magical properties that actually make Harry feel these things more than just alcohol? Hmm. Puts a fire in his belly. Yeah. Literally. Uh, What do you think? Yeah, I think it could. I mean, he feels pretty immediately... I mean, you don't get that from just a shot, right? <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. and like we do know that fire whiskey is a magical, right? Like it's, a Wizarding World beverage. Like right. it's not like it's yeah. fireball. It is actually right. fire fireball. whiskey. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I could accept that. Ooh, no probe says maybe it's like chocolate. I like that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Although, uh, let's not lean on that. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything in moderation. Right. But I, I do um, like the headcanon that, or I don't, it, I don't know, maybe the author has said it somewhere. I never, I never looked that up, but it just feels like there might be something more. Um, so back to the situation at hand, because we all have to figure this out. The atmosphere changes drastically at this point from one of mourning to one of speculation, fear, and betrayal. Um, quote, I know what you're thinking, said Bill, and I wondered that, too, on the way back here, because they seemed to be expecting us, didn't they? But Mundungus can't have betrayed us. They didn't know there would be seven. Don't you dare take a drink. (laughs) 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 Harry's. That confused them the moment we appeared, and in case you've forgotten, it was Mundungus who suggested that little bit of skullduggery. Why wouldn't he have told them the essential point? I think Dung panicked. It's as simple as that. He didn't want to come in the first place, but Mad-Eye made him, and you know who went straight for him. It was enough to make anyone panic. Um, very valid, Bill, and very logical and well thought out. Yeah. Um, but there's, I mean, there's literally no way that any of them are going to be able to figure this out without having the inside information that Harry gets from Snape's memories. There's just no, I mean, he's the only person who knows. I just, like, I think that that... In this moment of, like, hurt and, like, potentially betrayal, that is genuinely, like, so logical for him to come to this, though. Yeah. And not immediately just be like, well, it was Mundungus. I hate Mundungus. We because have to I, kill him or capture I him think, or whatever. Yeah, like, I, I just think that that would be the natural reaction in this moment to automatically blame Mundungus. It's and very level-headed of a Gryffindor to think that way. It is. Yeah. And I just wonder if he might have a little claw in him as well. Mm, yeah. I think he values that. I yeah. feel like Fleur ve- very much feels like um, she would be claw. Yeah. To me. Um, so I know at some point it's going to, I would hope at least, it would come up in conversation post-war and Harry would let them know the truth about what happened with Mundungus. Even if I do think that he is a nasty individual. Yeah. He obviously has his own baggage. We talked at 
length about that in his Felix files. Yeah. Um, should he have been there this night and forced into this? Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I hope that, I hope that Harry lets them know like, Hey, he didn't, he wasn't to blame for that. This you mean is, like later? This is what happens. Yeah. 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 I hope that it would come up in some sort of conversation. Is it number one that has to be talked about? No. But um, I feel like it would give a lot of them closure to that issue. I think at least like within the Weasley family that would come up at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just like rehashing and being around friends and family. Re- yeah. Rehashing yeah. this. I'm sure that he would talk about it. Yeah. Definitely getting it all out. Okay. So, quote, you know who acted exactly as Mad-Eye expected him to, sniffed Tonks. Mad-Eye said he'd expect the real Harry to be with the toughest, most skilled Aurors. He chased Mad-Eye first, and when Mundungus gave them away, he switched to Kingsley. And like I was talking about in the last episode, this is exceptionally terrifying for Hermione to have been partnered with him. Um, And I think we, we talked about this last time, so we really don't need to get into this, but like why Hermione was chosen as second partner to the second strongest, you know, um, and how much thought was put into that and who was partnered with who. And I assume that Mad-Eye did the partnering, um, was like lead on, on that mm-hmm. conversation, but he must've seen something in her. Um, I just like find it interesting that the author said, the that author she said doesn't... that she's not into battle and, and, but I just like yes and no. She she has trouble producing the Patronus in sure. real situation, um. But she seems very quick. I mean, yeah. she's she knows what to try. She's quick with Devil's Snare in the very beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I know obviously the author is going to know her character better than I think I know <laughs> Hermione, but right. But the way that I view Hermione, I disagree with that assessment. And I think that, like, yes, she is very book smart and she is very much like, I know what to do. But, like, maybe in the moment, occasionally she'll fumble or something like that just because, like, maybe I think she she is overthinking it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's not as gut, gut and go like right. Harry. But, like, this is, like, planned. Mm-hmm. So I think that because she knows what the plan is, she herself can potentially plan. Plan spells out. Right. I'm going to use this for the. I guarantee yeah. she probably had notes. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I feel like she would do better in this situation. Mm-hmm. And maybe Mad Eye saw through that and he knew. He was like, if we tell. Because, I mean, he, they he's, also tr- he's a trainer for yeah. horrors, right? Like, he, he can probably see talent in people. And they also didn't think that anything was going to happen this evening. Right. Right. You know? But you always have to plan that it might. Exactly. And and like mm-hmm. Mad Eye would definitely know to plan that way. Mm-hmm. Act as if it is gonna happen and who would be best with who. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh uh I love what oh. Janine just said. I agree. I think Hermione is neurodivergent in some way. Like I totally think that she is potentially on the spectrum. And uh I think that I think that she like shows and portrays that well. I just she like needs the plan. She dives head first into things. I think she can hyperfixate, aka 
spew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little bit of a hyperfixation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That'd be definitely I can something see to explore. That spectrum is very large. For sure. And there are so many differences among them. But, um, yeah, definitely. I could see it. Something to think about. Fleur. Fleur. Fleur is back to getting to the point of who was the person who betrayed them, who was careless, who let the info slip to an outsider. And so she's glaring around at all of them. Tears are stained on her face. And there's not one person in this room that is daring to contradict her because She's going off of what she believes is the only logical explanation for what happened tonight. And it's silent. And Hagrid breaks the silence by hiccuping. And Harry turns to look at him. And Harry kind of goes into his own thoughts. And he's thinking about the man who loves him so much and who he loves so much. And he trusts him. But this person was also tricked by Voldemort once before in exchange for a dragon's egg. Shout out to Sorcerer's Stone. That's like such a grown-up thought process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, we're thinking like a Gryffindor's perspective is going to maybe be to jump to some conclusions before s- taking a step back. And well. sorry, no offense. <laughs> and like <laughs> thinking of a of an actual like logical i mean it is logical to like want to blame someone but also even further like actually actually zoom out and look at this whole situation and be like we're in wartime zoom out zoom out yeah <laughs> that's the new take a step back <laughs> zoom out. take a step back <laughs> i love that zoom out <laughs> i love that um zoom and out. so in his own head harry hears what he's like thinking like he like it kind of clicks and the remember the room is silent. Harry goes, "No." He said it aloud, and they all looked at him surprised. The fire whiskey seemed to have amplified his voice. I mean, if somebody made a mistake, Harry went on, and let something slip. I know they didn't mean to do it. It's not their fault. He repeated it again, a little louder than he would have usually spoken. That's got to be magical properties. Yeah, yeah. For sure. he's like one shot. One shot. Yeah. Yeah. Harry's a lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) Same. We've got to trust each other. I trust all of you. I don't think anyone in this room would ever sell me to Voldemort. And there in that last sentence brings up Wormtail again. Without saying him. Wormtail. Oh, right. Wormtail again. All of this relates back to Lily. Well, you know that that is Remus's thought process right now. Oh, I absolutely. mean, he is struggling so hard with trust mm-hmm. because it it bit him in the butt the last time. You know, like yeah. nobody likes a chooch bite. And to be fair, okay, so like I totally agree with what Harry's saying here, but to be devil's advocate, it is a little naive. In the same sense, you know, kind of like what Lupin is thinking. It is naive to just blindly be like, no, I trust everyone in this room. Yeah. Well, yes, that is true. But also, Wormtail was fully expected to be trustworthy. Mm. And there was no reason for them really to think otherwise. They were best friends. I mean... 
you just it's just hard Wormy situation. was here last weekend and he seemed a little down yeah yeah like oh did he know that that was the last time he was going to see lily and james alive probs is that an almost quote yeah what of it <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take the other side of it too like snape should be trusted but nobody does trust him correct yeah mm. well it's just interesting lopped off george's ear mm. yeah you know it's war <laughs> it's well he war. has to be believable yeah. right and if Make he can believable and if he can harm without killing to him that's doing what he needs to do and that was under dumbledore's direction by the way correct make it believable yep for the greater good oh my man my man cut off george's ear (laughs) he probably said that he did cut off the ear Um, so after saying this it, it kind of exactly what we were just talking about like lupin looks uncertain Okay, Harry, everyone's staring at Harry, and he starts to feel hot from the attention, so he takes another drink of fire whiskey. Um, And Fred and George immediately speak up after that and say that they agree with Harry, but Mm -hmm. that's when we see Lupin starting to look a little uncertain, and Harry notices. And we could say that this is maybe the fire whiskey, but I think that this is just some pent up frustration as well. I mean, they let it out. It's later. slowly building. Harry literally rips him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Grimald Place. It's slowly building. He sees the shadow on of the wolf on Lupin's face. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time. That's how angry Lupin is. Yeah. At truth. That is not too kindly spewed his way. Yeah. Uh, but Harry calls him out. He goes, you think I'm a fool? And Remus says, no. He thinks that he's like James. A.K.A. You're a fool. A fool. Yeah. That's Remus's way of being like, no, no, don't use that word. <laughs> but um, you have to remember what got your father killed. And it was trusting his friends. But that is such a slippery slope. That thought process is such a slippery slope. Like, if you don't have your friends in these kinds of moments, who do you have? And you can't do this alone, especially Mm -hmm. Harry. He can't do this alone. He has to be able to trust Ron and Hermione. Yeah. And the Weasleys. And that's what Dumbledore didn't do. You know what I mean? And he never fully trusted Harry because Harry didn't have all the eggs in one basket. Right. He never fully trusted Snape. Snape never had all the eggs in one basket. Right. Everybody's got eggs from different places. From Dumbledore, you mean? Yes. <laughs> and it's like Dumble eggs. Harry Harry knows Harry, It's so funny because Harry knows what he wanted Dumbledore to do for him, but still in the end, Harry does what Dumbledore does. When he gets Neville to be the third on the plan, he still doesn't tell him why. Right. So not all the information can be there. So it's like Harry almost coming to some sort of closure before he dies that um, Dumbledore was. I know. I'm sorry to everybody who's going to be like, what? Well, you already know because I love Dumbledore. That Dumbledore did what he needed to do to get the job done. And Harry knew that it was painful. 
but Harry does what he needs to do to get the job done, even though it's painful. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm absolutely not sorry. Can I clarify something in the chat really quick? Because I don't want listeners to think it because I'm probably sure they will. Mike said, didn't Snape's memories show that Snape was aiming at a Death Eater's hand with Sectumsempra but missed and hit George? Yes, we know that, but we were joking with Dumbledore being like, Love George's ear off. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry yeah. if that got confusing for anyone. And Mike, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what else is frustrating about Remus is like there's two sides to his trust. Yes, he got burned by Wormtail, but also like a lot of people thought that he was correct what no 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 they didn't trust him they didn't trust him yeah remus didn't trust sirius but he should have trusted sirius because that was a whole thing so it's like so it's almost yeah like... so when they get to the shrieking shack he's like ready to do some damage right and then he, it has to be proven right that right. Wormtail's really or that scabbers is really Wormtail. so it's like i know you got burned but also like you kind of burned people too so like you should just Learn from you your should trust your friends. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter: A Story of Untrustworthiness. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um. So Harry's mad because of what Remus just says, and he wants to argue, mm-hmm. and Remus does not. <laughs> so uh, no, he not says good. what he says, and he turns away. And I think that the start of this book leads up to his explosion at Remus very well. Yeah. But I also just want to say that I really feel for Remus right now because he's probably feeling so much deja vu and he's yeah. now alone from his friend group. Like, he's literally the only one left. Mm-hmm. Um, like Katie was just explaining, like, he doesn't have the person he should have trusted and he can't. He's trying probably to prove now that he is trustworthy and because he wasn't trusted the last time. And it's just like this never ending cycle for him. And I just feel bad. Yeah. Um, It's just. It's all garbage. (laughs) (laughs) It's just sad. But I mean, it's what it needs to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, So Lupin and Bill say that they're going to go recover Mad-Eye's body. And there's some pushback. But Bill makes a good point. He's like, well, we need to go now unless you all want the Death Eaters to take it, but unfortunately, we know that they're already too late for that, right? Yeah. Um, It's just, like, disgusting to think about what they do to him, because they clearly strip him of valuables and personal artifacts because we find his eye later. Wait, what? What are you saying about me? What? Oh, you were like, I like Dumbledore, and everyone's like, what? New information. (laughs) you do? No! My name is in your notes. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, right here. Sorry. Oh, I'm just talking about how this is a Gryffindor trait. Yeah. So Harry says what Harry's about to do is very Gryffindor right now. Uh, So Harry says he wants to go too and help look for Mad-Eye. <laughs> and like... Sorry. My dude. That is so dumb. what they all just did to get you here mad i just died to get you where you are Mm -hmm. the very last thing that i would want is for you to go find his body yeah um and he's just like but i can't stay here and everyone's like uh well you better 
Hey, this is Megan from Swish and Flick. I wanted to tell you all about Book of the Month. I love the curated list of books that is available every month. It makes it so easy to find something for you. Book of the Month focuses on new and upcoming authors. It's really helped me to venture beyond my regular genres. I am so excited at the start of every month to see what Book of the Month has picked. And what's better than getting a cute blue box in the mail with a book in it? I was so excited to see this month The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren was a pick. You guys know how much I love their writing. I've already started it, and it's everything you could expect from a Christina Lauren novel. Book of the Month is offering a great intro offer for the month of May. You get your first book for $5 with the code PETALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, and shipping is always free. Head on over to bookofthemonth.com and use code Petals. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Because Mad Eye just died and we all nearly died to get you here. Uh and Mrs. Weasley's the one who's arguing with him, but soon it is almost everyone. Yeah. And I just wanted to point out that like he is very much feeling survivor's guilt right now. Um He feels it every time. For every, sure. Every death. But I think that, like, this time is... Except for Quirrell. <laughs> yeah. This time, I'm telling you, we're never getting back together. Oh. Ever, ever, mm. ever. Leaving the Weasley's house. <laughs> we are never, ever, ever. Does Mrs. Weasley ever leave? Does Mrs. Weasley what? Ever leave. Oh. That's a sad thought, because I don't really think that they will. I hope thought. she gets to go shopping sometimes. Yeah. Diagon Alley is pretty gross. Yeah, not That's right true. now. It's like Nocturne Alley, take two. Uh, mm. So Survivor's Guilt. This is from mentalhealthcenter.org. Survivor's Guilt is a psychological condition that is most commonly associated with individuals who are there first during a crisis. Um, so it happens to a lot of like first responders. Survivor's guilt may also be associated with those who have survived traumatic events or lost people who are close to them. They lead to feelings of deep sorrow, disbelief, occasionally even a sense of accountability. This is literally hairy. Mm -hmm. I think it is hitting extra hard this time because it affected a lot of people and someone who they thought was untouchable is now gone. Right. Like Mad Eye was like invincible to them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think as well, 
he is constantly just thinking about how him being there is just a constant like threat yes it's a constant threat to everyone who's in that house Mm. and while yes the point of it was to get him there to keep him safe he also knows that the burrow has a massive target on it even Mm -hmm. if they don't know he's there they know he could be there and they are going to be watching it and he is scared for every person's life who is at the burrow yep so it's just like a lot of layers of survivor's guilt like an onion like an onion like an ogre like an survivor's onion yeah yep oh man I am going to need this question answered at some point because I know she didn't go and get it herself. How did Miss Dolores Jane Umbridge come upon owning the eye? Who's that guy that was like always with her down in the dungeons that was the Death Eater? Yaxley. 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 Yeah, she- what was my voice? <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if she got it from Yaxley. But no. why? I don't know. Be- well, I mean, I guess they know the purpose. Or, like, they know what it does. And they would. there was Him probably an a lot of rebellion going on within the ministry. It seems very it like much easy- like a power signal to put yeah. that on her door. Yeah. Yeah, a gross one. Just to, like, keep people in line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the telescope behind it. Oh, someone said, did she buy it in the black market? Like, how she got the locket? I didn't... No, I didn't think that she obtained the eye that way. She obtained the locket that way. She got the locket from Dung. Yeah, I don't know. She uses a telescope on the other end... To, yeah. to spy on the workers making the pamphlets. So I assume that would be the only way you could use it would be to put some kind of instrument on the back of the eye. Yeah, and like um, magic it somehow. Yeah, so I, was, I can see her standing there inside her office, little squat self, looking through her little telescope and spying on the workers. How she got that, I could see her... Because we know that she's not a death eater, but she's just as good as. Um, just uh, almost like how Voldemort's not essentially minister of magic, but he's just as good as. Right. Uh, I just wonder how she got it. It feels as if she maybe blackmailed someone or threatened someone in some way it feels very much like Gryffindor's sword and Bellatrix Lestrange and the way that she obtains that from you know I reckon it's mine I found it well Crucio now it's mine right (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) yeah um I just I just don't I don't see her playing like physically dirty for the eye but she definitely she she gets her way around yeah yeah you know it's just interesting i really wish i knew the story behind that because it's so random it feels random to me yeah it does but it's also not like i could see i could see somebody else some other death eater having it and then she just like swindled it out of them somehow she does something Yeah. yeah yeah but i don't think it's like a 
She got it. She got it with some kind of skullduggery, right? What a mm-hmm. bee. <laughs> what a bee. What a bee. A bee. A bee. Mm-hmm. Catherine. Okay. Oh, God, I give mm. you such sad things. Yes, you do. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> so where the chapter falls, it's fine. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's silent, and Mrs. Weasley tries to make the situation a little lighter mm. and says, where's Hedwig, Harry? And, like, suggests that he go take her to get something to eat and be with Pig. Mm. And Harry literally cannot answer her. Like, he can't. He can't hash that out. Can't tell anyone about it. The only person who knows is Hagrid right now, right? Yeah. She yeah. had a good long life. Yeah. Not really, though. And Not really. Tonks' parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he drinks more fire whiskey instead. And do you think... I have the wrong person here. Meg corrected me before. Thank you. Mm. Um, do you think that like Mrs. Weasley or anybody has like any idea what happened because he doesn't answer? Like, do you think they're like, whoa, like, what I'm happened sure to Hagrid? I'm sure they, uh, they get it. Hagrid might. I feel like mm. when Harry goes off, I feel like Hagrid would probably fill her in. Like, hey, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> sad tweet. That small wee bird. Sad hoot. It is a sad hoot. Hagrid does jump in and tries to change the subject. And this is, like, the most Hagrid way of spinning it, too. He, like, says, like, wait till it gets out that you escaped and fought Voldemort off again when he was right on top of you. That's how everybody thinks, though. He mm-hmm. is a rallying point, you right. know? He's the mocking The boy who lived it, the mocking it again. Yeah. Um, but we you all know. <laughs> what? I don't know. What? I just tried what? to. Uh, no, you didn't bring up Twilight, so <laughs> I had to. Episode's not over. Also, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does kind of be quiet. Have a no. good ending. That I don't remember. She how unlocks it ends. a power. What really protects them all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. She's what is it called? A shield. A shield. She's a shield. Of course she is. That's why Edward couldn't read her thoughts as a human. Oh my god! Right. Also, that's not cool. To just randomly read someone's thoughts. It's like reading a diary. <sighs> just yep. saying. Yeah. Not cool. Betrayal. Can Queenie you even help does it, though? It too. Can you even help it, though? Yeah, like, I don't think Queenie can help it. Like, that has... I can't even wrap my head around that. It has to be so loud. Man, I would just want silence sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we all know Harry doesn't like... He has the hero complex but he doesn't ever like want to be viewed as a hero mm. like he doesn't do it for the glory he does it because it's right yeah so he's uncomfy with this what does Dumbledore say like those those that are best fit to lead are those that have that position thrust upon them rather than the ones who go to secret seek it yeah something to that effect with great power comes great responsibility and he I feel like definitely is a wonderful leader yeah. I mean, look what he did with Dumbledore's army. Mm. You know? Should have been a teacher. Just yeah. Could've, could've, he genuinely should have been a teacher. That I hope when really he retires sad. from horror stuff, yeah. he does become a teacher. Yeah. I feel like he will. I just don't... Oh, I just don't see him as an horror. I don't, don't like him as an horror. Like, I know he wanted to be that, but Doesn't after he all like... he went through, Harry Potter in my head canon 
he would need rest and he would yeah. want to do for other students what Lupin did for him. Yeah. yeah. In his honor. 100%. You know? you know what I mean? I just don't see him as being a wizard cop. Mm-mm. I like what Dusty first said to like, a teacher or a pro Quidditch player. He should have yeah. had fun and been a pro Quidditch yeah. player Wouldn't it have been so cute if he and him Jenny... And Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Or if he was like a Quidditch coach or something, you know, be cool. Oh, Mike, a hundred percent. I picture Harry as one of those teachers that loves teaching, but procrastinates in grading papers and homework. I feel that in my soul. He does procrastinate with the papers. As he does. Order. It is. <laughs> if you if you see or read Cursed Child, it's like pretty bad paperwork. Like back Hermione up. comes in and was like, "Uh, <laughs> you gotta do this stuff." Um. Okay. So. Hagrid's talking about how Harry defeated Voldemort again, right? And Harry tells them, like, it wasn't me. My wand did something all on its own. And there's, like, a few moments of silence. And Hermione's like, no, that's impossible. You mean that you did magic without meaning to. You just reacted on instinct. Which you would think, because Harry is very good at that. And Harry tells them, like, no, like, literally, I couldn't have told you what was going on. Like, the bike was falling my wand just did this spell out of its own accord and even mr weasley jumps in and is like well sometimes like when you're pressured you could do magic you never thought of before and harry's getting mad because he knows what happened and nobody's listening to him so he's like it wasn't like that his scar is like burning he's angry and frustrated which we actually know so he has every right to be mad that nobody's listening to him but he's angry because voldemort's angry right now Mm -hmm. right Mm. It's the Horcrux. Ah! Oh! Is it? It's the Horcrux! <laughs> <laughs> um, so no one says anything. But he probably is still just frustrated. Yeah, but I, I think mean, it's amplified because yeah, absolutely ticked. His, like, threshold has been lowered. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, how much he'll take before he just, like, explodes. Yeah. Plus, like, whenever I'm in pain, like, I can hardly think of anything else except the fact that I'm in pain. It mm. makes me very grumpy. It makes me think of the lead mm. character in Elemental. What's her name? Ember. Ember. I'm pretty good at, like, compartmentalizing when I'm in pain. And I think that probably comes from... So is Meg. I'm not. pregnant and having all those Braxton Hicks contractions constantly in the third trimester. And then just, you know... I get horrible, horrible shoot, cramps. Shooting a baby out in general. So I feel like... <laughs> I, too, can compartmentalize that. Yeah. yeah, I won't even, like, I'm like, Meg, you need to tell me when you're feeling, like, that bad. Because you don't look it. My favorite thing that I do that is terrible, don't ever do it, is just pretending I don't have a sports injury when I do. <laughs> pretending what? <laughs> pretending I don't have a sports injury when I do. Oh, shoot. Like, when I had Tiffany. to rest my shoulder for weeks because I literally couldn't do this. Yeah, I remember that. And then my hand, you remember my hand? Because mm-hmm. I held those weights for the so grip. long. I must oh, have pulled yeah, something. Yeah. I still, um, I can't do push-ups. Um, I have to put more pressure on the outside of my hand rather mm-hmm. than near my thumb. Because hmm. I kind of don't do push-ups. I'll have, I pick other things. <laughs> Same, yeah. Yeah. What's an injury? Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me frustrated. And that's why sometimes I think like, I need to make sure my body is in this for the long haul because my brain can't take it if my body says no. I understand. And I would need intense help. So I have to try and keep this functioning. Yep. Yes. Yep. 
We're in it for the longevity and health and wellness, friends. Mm-hmm. That's what we're in this. Feeling good. <laughs> uh, Harry's not feeling good, though, because the scar hurts really bad. Oh, man. It's described as searing with pain. So he says something about like needing fresh air. He goes outside. He's thinking about Dumbledore, and this is sad. He thinks Dumbledore would have believed him. He knew it. He would have known why Harry's wand had done what it did, because Dumbledore always had answers. So Harry starts spiraling. Um, but Dumbledore, like Mad-Eye and Sirius and his parents and his poor owl, they were all gone and Harry could never talk to them again. He says Weep he, womp. I know. It says okay, he feels a Megan. burning <laughs> in his throat that had God. nothing to do with fire whiskey. Because he wants to cry. And that was the most sad. cheerful weep womp I've ever weep heard in womp. my life. <laughs> weep womp. <laughs> it makes me want to just go, a wee ma womp, a wee ma womp, a wee ma womp, a wee ma womp. Are you done? Are your eyes watering? Yeah. Can I have some more wine? Sure. Here you go. I don't think you need any (laughs) more. Always. So let's jump into Voldemort's head. I love that. Thank you. Yay. Out of nowhere, the pain in his scar spiked. Nope, it peaked. I combined those words. (laughs) A voice screamed in his head. Um, So this is Voldemort. And Ollivander. And Voldemort says, you told me the problem would be solved by using another's wand. So this vision bursts into his mind of an emaciated old man, Ollivander, lying in rags on a stone floor. And he's screaming, unendurable agony. I'm sure this is like Crucio on Max, right? Yep, yep, yep. And he's begging him. And Voldemort's like, you lied to Lord Voldemort, Ollivander. Lie. Do you think that the pain Harry feels with his scar is similar to Crucio? Do you think he can feel that Crucio pain? Uh, yeah. Like this literal pain? Why not? But probably. Do, most times he describes it, it as his head being split open. Split right? open. That's like really how it's described a lot. I picture like a grape whenever it <laughs> splits. That's terrible, Megan Petrus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of picture like a notch cut out of a cherry. <laughs> you got the pit in the middle. It's like your brain. Uh, I just picture a grape. How like the skin, <laughs> the skin just splits like in a perfect straight split, and then like everything comes out. <laughs> What's with you and fruit? <laughs> She's drinking fruit wine. I guess. Whoever heard of fruit wine? I picture wine? it like a peach. <laughs> you called it liquid stink this morning. <laughs> Oh Oh my god. So Voldemort, or not Voldemort, my god. Ollivander is saying, I didn't lie to you. I swear I didn't. And And Voldemort accuses him of trying to help Harry to help him escape Voldemort. He says, I swear I did not. I believed a different wand would work. And he's telling him to explain it. We find out Lucius's wand is destroyed. (laughs) Sucks. Now that's a weep womp. That's a weep womp wand. Uh, Ollivander says, I can't understand. The connection exists only between your two wands. Lies. And he's like, please, I beg you. And I just don't think it's the wands. I don't think it's the wand. Think what's the wand? This connection. It's the protection, I think. How can it be the wands? Because 
we talked about this last episode and i can't remember what we got to but i feel like it's i mean i feel like it's like it it is the wands but it's also the souls that's right that's right yeah oh yeah yeah that's right so so they have that that twin core crux and the blood the blood connection (laughs) and that and uh that's my master i'm not gonna attack him and harry and me don't involve us in that let her finish (laughs) god (laughs) i have to put louie to bed are you gonna sing her the horcrux connection yeah sing her the horcrux connection like (laughs) what are you talking about um so harry sees uh olivander writhing in agony on the floor right great we were just laughing i know he's getting tortured <laughs> torture <sighs> suddenly it's over harry's back to the burrow seeing what harry sees mm. he's shaking his heart's racing his scars tingling um and it's a few he's moments sweaty already yeah Mom's spaghetti yeah he's nervous yeah I was, I was trying to figure out how calm and ready to drop bombs, <laughs> but he keeps on forgetting I what he wrote down. I was trying to connect that, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He doesn't even realize Ron and Hermione are there, and Hermione's like, "Why don't you come back in the house?" And Ron's like, "I think Hermione's like, you're not leaving, are you?" Because Harry was just like talking about peacing out, and Ron tells him he's got to stay, and Harry tells them about Ollivander right away, which I'm very proud of him for doing that. Um, and Hermione says, but it was supposed to have stopped your scar. It wasn't supposed to do this anymore. You mustn't let that connection open up again. Dumbledore wanted you to close your mind. Harry, he's taking over the ministry and the newspaper and half the wizarding world. Don't let him inside your head, too. Hermione! Hermione. He is me and I am him. No, this to me, she makes me angry. Okay? This whole, you have to stop it. You have to stop it. That's like saying, relax yeah relax not only that though that connection like i mean it serves its purpose the war realistically she she really i love her don't get me wrong she irritates me to all get out with this whole scar thing and telling him to shut down this connection can you can you just not and can you realize that yeah your friend doesn't need you to yell at him right now about your support yes look at him he's he's sick and shaking. shaking yes right. he's got his she mom's does. spaghetti on his sweater already <laughs> his best friend's mom's spaghetti <laughs> in his sweater already i just like i i can't with this in at, in this time and 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 when she brings it up again at 12 grandma place and he's in the bathroom she's like i know what you're doing it's like well he wouldn't feel like he would have to hide from you if you would just like support him read the room Hermione it just it really gets me but also I think I think she's acting in what she believes is Harry's best interest because she's trying to protect him because he's her best friend he but outright it's like, tells her mm-hmm. he cannot stop this right and then she says you know what do you like having this connection yeah do you yeah I yeah, love I seeing love people it. get tortured like it's just we yeah, need to it's s- almost like victim blaming. It, we need to stop and think about what we're saying yeah. and what we're thinking. And I get that she means well, but you know, there's meaning well and there's making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, I really don't enjoy this Hermione moment. So it's not me. her best moment. Absolutely not. Okay. Katie K asks, how heartbroken were you when Mad Eye died? I was upset. Like, I, I think I said this last time. It's like that ever constant strong somebody that there's no way that they they won't be around. Like my grandfather, like, you know, I still yeah. I still can't believe that he's gone. Yeah. My grandmother, when I sit and think about it, she's not here. And that's so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Because like those have been constants in my 35 years on this earth. I've never not had, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I think when I was in that state of like, I was just so relieved it wasn't someone else. That, that sounds so Slytherin. I know. No, but like, seriously, I was it just It wasn't like, my main character. I was, the whole time I was reading this book, I was just absolutely terrified for Ron and Hermione. So anytime, well, but like, I kind of like had this sense that like, I knew Harry wasn't going to die going into the seventh book. I just like had this sense of like, are you a seer? Yeah, I guess. Well, not really. Cause he does. And then he comes back. Right. But I just like, I felt like I knew Harry was safe. So the whole time I was reading this book, I was just absolutely terrified for Ron and Hermione. So anytime, again, this is really bad, but anytime a death happened and it wasn't Ron the trio. or Hermione, mm. I felt relief. And like, I did cry with Fred. Mm. That's yeah. maybe the And Dobby. Stuff. But yeah. I still was like. I cried with Dobby for sure. I still was like relieved that it wasn't Ron or Hermione. I didn't understand that i don't know i was um, just shocked like i was just very surprised because like what tiffany was saying yeah know, like rock solid i was characters. seriously just like oh thank god it wasn't someone else <laughs> so so mean, i thought hagrid was not. gonna die this whole book i thought hagrid was gonna die in this chapter yeah mm. i mean he may have if harry didn't accio him right um, Marguerite, do you think if Lupin had a closer relationship with Harry that he would have at least confided some of his own feelings to him? I don't think it's appropriate. I think that Lupin had the relationship that he intended with Harry. I don't I think he was. Whoa, worried whoa, whoa. To get too I jumped. Close. I jumped to something else. What feelings? L- uh, Wormtail-ish type of I'm stuff? I'm assuming the trust feelings. Okay, that's fine. What I was thinking about. Sorry, because I was just listening to this literally like yesterday. Hermione asking Lupin if everything with him and Tonks is okay felt very mm. uncomfortable. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they had a student teacher relationship. Um, and it felt very odd. Yeah. And she calls him Remus. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like it. It felt weird to me. I wonder if there's like moments with Hermione or Ron at the burrow that like we don't see with Remus. Because like Remus. And Tonks spent a lot of time coming over at separate times. Wasn't that in Half-Blood Prince, right? They would come and see Mrs. Weasley. I think it was Half-Blood because it was the burrow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. It just felt odd. So I just wonder if there's, like, moments with them that we just don't know I think that the author was trying to get across that, like, it's no longer Professor Lupin situation. Right. We're closer than that now. But it, it felt uncomfy to me. I get it. Yeah. I yeah. didn't I didn't enjoy that. 
I think that Lupin purposefully held Harry a certain distance away from him. So I, oh, I yeah. mean, I, yeah, Harry wasn't or Lupin wasn't worthy, mm-hmm. right? That's Do in I his think eyes. If, if they were closer, he would have confided some more? Sure, but I don't think that he ever intended to get closer. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he didn't think he deserved that. Deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. This is a fun one to end it. CJ asks, what would you rather use to blow your nose than a handkerchief? Wrong answers only. <laughs> Wrong answers? Wait, what? What was the question? What would you rather use to blow your nose other than a handkerchief? Like, since we like all thought those were gross, like... A wrong wrong answers only. Oh, what? I was like, a tissue. What are we talking about? <laughs> a sponge. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I know. What if you accidentally did the rough side? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A banana leaf. What? Leaf? Yeah. Okay. The big leaves. Okay. It would be nice and soft. Am I tucking it in my pocket? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. A diaper. <laughs> That would be soft as I long know. as it's not used. Well, <laughs> I don't think I'm wiping my nose with used diapes. <laughs> All right. Give me that fan story. All right. This is from Stacy, January 2020. Wow. Right before. Mm-hmm. Right before the uh, the times. The times. Hi. I'm not usually the type to submit stories or fan mail to a podcast, but I absolutely love your podcast and obviously Harry Potter. I'm still playing catch up. I'm towards the end of Chamber of Secrets, but you all legit feel like friends. And at this point, hold on, like friends at this point. So I wanted to write in some quick facts about me. I'm a Ravenclaw. My wand is Hawthorne with dragon heartstring, 12 and a half inches, hard flexibility. And my Patronus is a raven. You're a Ravenclaw with a raven Patronus. It's amazing. Pretty cool. Ravens are really cool. I guess it would be an eagle. That would be like super. It's still cool. But it's still cool. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I didn't get into Harry Potter when it first came out. I actually don't think I'd even heard about it until the first movie was coming out. And then I stubbornly refused to watch it because I'd seen some ad comparing it to The Wizard of Oz and I wasn't having any of that. (laughs) They're like totally different. That's so funny. The things that we see. Mm Mm-hmm. But later in high school, I was having a rough time and escaping through books was something I did often. So I picked them up and started in. By this time, the first five were out, so I binge read them and then had to patiently wait for the rest of the books. The worst part. I was in boot camp for the army the summer they released Half-Blood Prince, 2005. On the day before graduation, we had a day to spend with our families, and I took that time to go find a copy of the book. When I had an 11-hour layover traveling from boot camp to job training, everyone else was bummed to be stuck in the airport for so long, but I saw it as 11 drill sergeant-free hours to read Harry Potter. In the summer of 2006, a friend of mine, trigger warning, died, and I went into a period of depression, and again, the book served as an escape for me. Hogwarts was somewhere I could go to take my mind off things for a bit. This was also about the time my doctor diagnosed me with GAD and panic disorder, a general anxiety disorder. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Mm. I would have these sudden panic attacks and be sure that I was dying. More than once during one of those episodes, along with all the other horrible thoughts about friends and family I'd miss... I remember worrying that if I died, then I'd never know how the Harry Potter story ended. Silly, maybe, but at that point, I just needed to know. I don't think it's silly. Mm. I still reread, or more often, re-listen to the books at least once a year. I have a third-generation iPod (laughs) Nano. 
my that goodness. only holds the Jim Dale narrated books on it. And I'm always a little terrified anytime oh, I plug no. it into a computer that somehow they'll get wiped off and I'll have to go find them again somewhere. I find as I listen, read or listen to the story that each time I make new connections, both yep. within the story and with what's going on in the world. And listening to you all go through it, even more questions and comparisons popped up that I'm surprised I never thought of and I love it. Thanks for doing this podcast. I can't wait to catch up with the rest of you. Best, Stacy. Thanks, Stacy. I totally understand that just like fear of plugging in something to a computer and something going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's hard drives. Yeah. I'm so So scared scared with hard drives. Jinx Yumi Coke. (sighs) Whatever. Wow. Also, I'm sorry about your friend. Yeah. I um, am glad that you find solace in this story with mm-hmm. anxiety and your panic disorder and with the loss of your friend. I think many of us find solace in these stories, yeah. which is why mm-hmm. we talk about them as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Yes. But thank so you thank for being you. here. And I wonder if you're caught up. Yeah. I Let hope that you update, are. Please. And thank you for your story. Mm-hmm. Ready for a joke? Katie brought her book again. I'm Can't prepared. Wait. Why did the goblin quit her job at Gringotts? I don't know why. She had a nut allergy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was funny. Like, Peanuts? Nope. Canuts. Canuts. <laughs> if you would like to follow us on social media, myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Petrus Family, and Tiffany is on Instagram and TikTok at TiffSwish underscore flick. Shout out to Marguerite. Is that real? What? I didn't write that in there. I wrote it. Oh, okay. I thought I was like, was this copied from a previous no, 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 one? I wrote okay, it. good. Good. Mar- <laughs> Marguerite won bingo for Woo! Gryffindor. Yay. And let's roar, see the house roar, boo. Oh, thank you. Every time I go to do it, oh my god, someone does it at the same time, and I'm sure that's me. I thank you. Five um, points. Wow, Gryffindor's in first by five points. Ravenclaw's Aww. in second. Hufflepuff is in third, and Slytherin is in fourth. Woo woo! Come Ooh, on, lions! Snakes. I'm so proud of you. Boo, Slytherin. Marguerite <laughs> does win bingo a lot. She's just really good at it. What were the what were Pays the squares? Attention. What was this way? Uh, oh, I looked at it when she posted. It probably was Taylor Swift. Probably <laughs> Seven. Probably. Did we talk Here about we Taylor go. Swift on the episode though? I feel like we didn't. Yeah, we did. Yeah, a little oh bit. God. Oh wait, well, running, no, that was before. Yeah, yeah right, we did right. before. We did during the episode too, though. Running or working out, pour okay. one out. Mm, yeah. A swish prefect being mentioned, and then laughing at sad things. Well. And then the free space. Laughing at sad things. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we this way? Because that's how we deal with it. She was also really close and actually would have also gotten it this way for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Pour mm-hmm. One Out, Universal right. Studios, and A Dark Marker and Unforgivable Curse. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Marguerite. Serving it up. Seriously. <laughs> so proud of you. All, All right. right. Drink to yummy coke. <laughs> we only deal in stomach colas. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> I love when you say Meg's name like that. <laughs> Megan. Oh, Megan. <laughs> uh, Wrap this up. I got to go get my dog. Yep. Oh, is it me? What's yep. this for? Oh. Me. <sighs> Mad-Eye and Peach Wine. <laughs> Mad-Eye and Peach Wine. <laughs>
for Mad Eye and Peach Wine. I like <laughs> that. I, I I dig it. This oh. wine is awful. Get me another glass. Well, get we'll get to, <laughs> we'll get to talk about Mad Eye coming up later when his eye keeps an eye on the ministry. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the knuckles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Check in my voice. <laughs> Bye. Alright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get your bell ready, baby. Get over here, bell. <laughs> Are you alright? <laughs> no. Okay. That's happy. That's sad. <laughs> it changes very quickly. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.